Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Serious, people who have witnessed a violent death. How was your experience? I'm a rescue diver and trained in first response living in Hawaii. Was at the beach one day with some friends and saw something floating about 200 yards out off the beach. I immediately jump in the water. I don't think I've ever swam that fast. Got halfway there and my fears were confirmed. It was a body floating face down. Got to him and flipped him over. Started towing him in as fast as possible and talking to him telling him it'll be alright. Didn't even notice how swollen and blue his face was until I got him on the beach and attempted CPR. He was pronounced dead immediately. I'll never forget his eyes. Since then I've seen some things worse than that but I was 18 and I'll probably never forget that one. If the waves are big and you don't know what you're doing, don't get in the freaking water. If you're drinking, don't get in the freaking water. This actually happened to me a few weeks ago in Hawaii. It was the first day of my vacation. She looked like she was snorkeling but her snorkel was underwater. So I flipped her over and pulled her out. Her face was so blue when I pulled her mask off. My friends and I used to play by this creek. My cousin's house backed up towards and the creek was about a mile deep behind their home. We played by there pretty much every day during the summer. One thing we used to do was swing from one side to the other with a rope swing we made. One day we were swinging and one of our buddies, Josh, slipped. It wasn't super uncommon to slip. You usually just fell in the creek, got wet, and went home and changed later. This time was different. Josh fell backwards and ended up hitting his head perfectly on these large rocks that were by the edge of the creek. The impact was so bad and he was bleeding profusely. My brother jumped in to make sure he didn't drown. I ended up running back to my aunt's house with one of my cousins and a friend. My brother, other cousin, and another friend stayed back. We got help but it was too late by that point. It was just a freak accident. We fell so many times off that stupid swing and nothing ever happened. He just fell wrong that day and it ended his life. I could hear his parents screams from my aunt's backyard when they got back there. It was awful. A friend of mine died and hearing his mother cry scream still haunts me. Will be 10 years at the end of this month and I still think about how much pain I could hear in her cries. Saw a pedestrian get hit by a tractor trailer. It was bad. She was decapitated. And the smell was something I will never forget. When I was in the Peace Corps in Ghana, I saw a man stoned to death. He had stolen a taxi in a nearby city and brought it to the village I was staying in. Unfortunately for him, the man he stole the taxi from was from the village he brought it to. I am not sure how he didn't know this, as it seemed everyone knew everyone in the surrounding villages cities. The villagers ganged up on him and stoned him in the street. Men, women and children all participated. It was a very strange, surreal experience, and horrifying. None of the volunteers knew what to do. All the Peace Corps volunteers in the village received counseling to process. It's been over 10 years and I still think about that day often. The crazy thing is that people like you and me are shocked and disgusted by this whereas those villagers just viewed it as justice. Like even the kids didn't seem to think much about it. That's so wild to think about.
Sorry you had to witness that. Edit. Disgusted. Walking home from school aged 12. Some of the rough lads in my year were forever roughing up this one lad. Pure bullying like. On that day they chased after him. I was a pretty geeky introvert and walking with my equally geeky friend so we're just walking hoping the rougher tougher lads didn't take exception to us. They chased him about a hundred yards ahead and sort of had him on the ground. Giving him a bad time like kicking and hitting. Not majorly beating his butt but must have been horrible for him. They got bored and let him go. He jumped up crying and ran off like a shot. Thinking it was done the rough lads swaggered off. When all of a sudden the lad they had beaten up came running down the road and launched a house brick at the group of them. It hit this one last straight in the head. And he dropped like a sack of potatoes. The lad who threw the brick ran off and everyone went into absolute panic trying to wake the unconscious lad up. Being 12 no sucker knew what to do. Some staff from a nearby care home came out and tried CPR. But he was dead. My cousin killed another person in self defense. We were at a club and in the parking lot when another group of people start arguing with my cousins. We were heading away when one guy gets out and kicks the car and spits on it. He then runs back to the passenger side of his vehicle and my cousin gets out yelling at him. The guy pulls a gun and fires but missed. During this my cousin pulled his gun but did not miss. He was charged with murder but being a CCP holder, voluntarily turning himself in, multiple shells on the ground, eyewitness statements, and other things he was found not guilty eventually. I was standing in a gated smoking area at the back of a bar one Saturday night. I was smoking and talking to a friend and random people when out of the corner of my eye I could see two guys walking up from a parking lot outside of the gated area. I didn't think too much about it because I was tipsy and no fights or aggressive behavior was occurring that night. When the two guys got to the gate, which was waist height, they climbed over and just stood there. At that time I thought they were sneaking in to avoid the cover. Then calmly one of them walked up to some guy in the crowd and shot him in the back of the head behind the ear. The only thing I could compare it to was a streaming blood fountain from the nose, mouth, and bullet exit maybe. The guy didn't drop like the movies. It seemed like an eternity but was problem only a few seconds. He stood there with 80s style special effects blood spraying the smoking area. Everyone ran. Except for me. I was in complete shock and stood there eyes wide. I remembered going to put the cigarette in my mouth when I tasted something funny. I looked down and blood splatters were on my arm. Shirt and cigarette. I scrubbed myself that night like you see in the movies where someone feels they can't get clean. I couldn't get the image of the bloody cigarette and taste out my mind for a couple days. I'm not sure if this counts, but I'll share anyways. I was in my apartment minding my own business when my roommate 16 year old daughter, who we'll call Sheridan, came running up to the door screaming and pounding on it. She didn't have her key, telling us to open the door. I opened it and my roommate was behind me and we say Sheridan and her friend who we'll call Alan. Alan had his t-shirt off and held against his head, which was bleeding profusely, and he stumbled onto a small bench we had outside of the apartment. My roommate and I were trying to figure out what was wrong, and it took a minute to get Sheridan to calm down and stop screaming and crying enough to tell us. Apparently Alan had gotten into a fight with another person around his age, 18 or so, and as Alan and Sheridan tried to walk away, the other person hit Alan over the head with a shovel. We called an ambulance and he died in the hospital two days later. WTF is wrong with people. Jeez. A shovel. Gross. 
I was doing security at a celebration for the Indianapolis Colts and was walking through an alley downtown when a guy who had jumped off of the pool deck of a hotel landed about 5 feet away from me. I stood in shock for a few seconds and then walked over to him. He had a compound fracture of his leg but it wasn't gory at all, just a bit of bone sticking out of the skin. There was a small stream of blood going from his head towards the curb. Maybe 30 seconds later, a few policemen and my supervisor came running around the corner and took over. It affected me pretty badly for about 24 hours, but then the news broke that he was a child molester who jumped when the cops were closing in on him. The moment I heard that, I was fine. It was like it never happened. Talk about witnessing karma in action. It would probably bother me seeing it, but not who it happened to. Just posted this on another Ascredic thread but I think it qualifies. It was 9-11 slash 16. I was going to the airport to pick up my wife. As we pass one of the parking lots the car in front of me slams on its brakes. I throw up my arms like, WTF. At that point my 8 year old daughter says to me, Daddy, that plane just crashed. I look to my left and sure enough, a small plane was crashed in the parking lot 50 yards from us. I immediately pulled over and told my daughter to wait in the car. I bolted out and headed towards the crash. A handful of people were in the vicinity kind of in shock. I have some first responder training and felt like I had to help if I could. I was the first one to approach the crash. The plane was upside down and there was airplane fuel everywhere. Cars were smashed all around it. I foolishly stood in fuel as I assessed the situation. I'm not proud of that. The first person I saw must have been the pilot. His upper body was dangling down and his lower half was trapped in the mangled metal. I yelled out to him. Can you hear me? Do you need help? No response. I moved to the other side of the plane where I saw the second person. A woman. Handcuffed. Dangling much in the same way as the pilot. She was also dead. As I peeked my head around the crumpled metal I found the third and final person. He was in the worst shape of all. That day changed my life. I had always wondered how I would respond to something like that. One part of me is relieved I didn't shy away. I went right up to the front line to help. The other part of me wonders what would have happened had a spark lit that fuel. My dad was driving me home from school when I was 10ish. We were the frontmost vehicle stopped at a red light when we saw a motorcycle turn into the intersection and get totally creamed by an oncoming Mack truck. Traffic stopped and people ran out of their cars to help him. But his motorcycle was pinned under the truck's grill with him still on it. A squad car promptly showed up and one of the officers started waving traffic through the intersection. So we ended up leaving before we saw the ambulance arrive. We read in the news that the poor cyclist died at the scene. Circa 2014 where I'm from we celebrate St. Patrick's Day pretty heavy here. A huge parade tons of drinking early in the morning. The whole nine yards. Well some friends and I met up around 4 blocks from where the parade started at about 11am usually the parade starts around 2pm. After we finished up the pre-game at my friend's house we decided to catch the metro rail to the parade. Well where I'm from Saint Patty's day is a huge drinking fest so the terminal was jam packed with drunk people waiting to get on. So we waited about a solid 15 minutes to catch a rather empty train. Skip forward about 20 minutes and we arrive at Terminal B to arrive at the parade. We all get off the train and we see a group of about 10 extremely drunk people goofing around on the escalators. Running around goofing around when one of the kids says I'm going to beat you guys to the bottom and jumps off of the escalator. 
I am confident the gentleman did not know how high the escalator actually was. Long story short, it was about 30-40 feet high. The man fell head first. It is was to this day the worst and most disgusting sound I have ever had a displeasure of hearing. A pool of blood surrounded the guy's head. There was one security guard in the terminal frantic as could be calling for police and the group of friends was absolutely devastated. Screaming frantically the group of friends tried to approach the guy lying in his own pool of blood. The security guard assured the group of friends they didn't want to see the guy and the condition he was in. I'm 90% sure the man died that day. I walked by the lifeless body on the way out of the terminal and the side of the man's face looked rather flat against the ground. It was the worst thing I've ever saw in my life. It ruined the rest of my friend group's day and we ended up heading home early all slightly buzzed instead of hammered as per usual. I have not attended a parade since. Wow that's incredible. Sorry you had to witness that it definitely sounds traumatizing. A friend and I had been mowing yards most of the day. We were in high school. He could buy beer. We stop at the store and I noticed a car parked on the side of the store. A man in the car was yelling at a woman inside the car. We got our beer and my friend lived three houses away and we sat on the porch cooling down having a beer. The car sped away from the store and went out of sight. In a couple of minutes it was back. The yelling continued. The woman got out of the car and the car sped away again. I thought that was strange. There was a side street that started right across from my friend's porch. The car turns onto that street and stops on the wrong side of the street in front of a house set back from the street a little bit. The man in the car opens the door and steps out. He's standing in between the car door and the seat yelling at the house now. He's yelling in Spanish so I couldn't understand what was being said. A man comes out of the house. He's not saying anything back to the yelling man the man turns around and goes back into the house. My friend and I think that's the end. In about 20 seconds the guy comes back out, levels a 22 revolver at the man of the car, fires once, sees the man drop, and goes back into the house. My friend and I can't believe what we just saw. We cautiously make our way over to the man lying in the street. No one comes to the house door so we check on the man at our feet. I stoop down and no pulse. He's got one tiny hole in his temple. A tiny trickle of blood about 2 inches long runs out of the hole. That's it he's dead. No pulse. He's not breathing. No moaning. Just nothing. We sat there with him till the cops came. We said we heard a shot and saw the guy walk away into the house and that's it. We didn't say we saw it all. The man in the house admitted what he did. The cops let us leave and we went back to the porch. My friend understood Spanish. He told me that the parts he could hear were about infidelity. We finish our beer and watch what went on for about an hour while we finish our beers. The whole thing from store to dead didn't take 5 minutes. I seen that day how easy it was to kill, be killed, and how fast you could die. I'm in my mid 50s now and I remember it like it happened an hour ago. All I'm going to say is it changed me. I think I was 16. Wow that's an incredible story. Like you said it really makes you realize how easy it is to kill and be killed. Thanks for sharing. This time I've experienced death. It wasn't as violent as it is more traumatic. But no child or parent should go through what I saw and experienced. I was in a outpatient facility for treatment when they rushed in a toddler and I could hear the nurses saying cold blue. The baby was stiff and purple in color. From the looks of it the baby could have had suffered some convulsions or seizure of some sort. They weren't able to usher me out of the area fast enough as every available nurse and doctor was trying to revive the little girl. 
Mum was hysterical and inconsolable. The kid was a mere one two feet away from me. The doctors eventually stopped life-saving procedures and wheeled the kid and the family away. From what I can understand the kid died of measles and was days away from a scheduled vaccination. One day the kid was fine and the next her condition deteriorated fast. Not to take away from your story, but it is called a code blue. My wife is a nurse, and the stories she tells about the pediatric award are insane. Takes a special breed of person to work in there. Not sure if I'd say violent, but traumatizing. My mom and dad were cooling off after an argument. My dad was giving me lunch in my high chair I was almost 3 years old. My mom was in another room of the house and was giving my dad the silent treatment. My dad had a heart attack and died right in front of me while I sat strapped in that high chair. My mom has no idea how long he'd been dead for by the time she heard me screaming and crying. I don't remember the incident. I remember the funeral home and other bits and pieces around that time. I had a strange fascination with death after that. I would have panic attacks and have what I believe were psychogenic seizures. I'd just black out when I thought about death too much. Little League Baseball practice at a local school. All of us like 9-10 years old. Someone batted a bull foul, and a kid ran to go get it. Out the fence, in between some parked cars on the street. Screech thud. We all turned when we heard the tires and through the parked car windows we saw the kid kinda fly back from being hit. The driver wasn't speeding or anything, but it was like 25-30 miles per hour and he just got hit wrong. The EMT called it at the scene and all of our parents came to get us. We were all just numb and sorta staring into space for a few days. I don't remember much other than my thought of that was bad. I don't want that to ever happen to me was so big that it crowded out all other details of the incident at the time. When I was in grad school circa 2011 I would commute to school on the train. There were two sets of rails going each direction. The slower commuter lines on the outside and faster bullet trains on the inside. We pulled into a station one morning, probably around 8am, and people were shuffling on. I was already seated and staring out the window at the opposite side of the tracks, where this older middle-aged woman was sitting on a bench. As I'm watching, the lady stands up and starts walking onto the tracks. She gets to the inner track and stops. A few seconds later, a bullet train whizzes by. It's difficult to describe really what I saw. It didn't make sense to see a human body in so many pieces. I was studying anatomy at the time, and was able to identify bits of her lungs, intestines, arms, legs, jaw, eyes, etc all spread out over a dozen or so meters, as well as innumerable chunks of fleshy god knows what. A lot of people on the train saw, and everyone got really quiet. One man said, shouldn't we help her? A moment later, our train started moving and we left the station. I went to class and but didn't really talk much for the next week. I can still see that woman's face like it was yesterday, both intact and spread out all over the tracks. I'm so sorry you had to see that. No one should go through that. My dad shot himself while we were all home. It was the middle of the night and I remember running to his room. At the time I didn't realize it but it was too late so I did all the knee jerk CPR stuff. When I went to check the airway, there was stuff in his mouth. I clear it out. Turns out it was brain matter. In some ways it was like a movie where there was just so much blood and the shivers. Then it just stopped. It occurs to me that this may not meet the criteria. So sorry for your loss. Must have been very traumatic. 
I was 13 and I was coming back from an outing with a few of my friends. We were driving on the highway and everyone but me and the driver were asleep. I was watching YouTube though so the rest is what I found out after the incident. My driver had a heart attack on the highway, while currently at 60 miles per hour. Out of nowhere, I feel a bunch of crashing as well as a bunch of screaming. It felt like forever and the adrenaline was pushing so hard that I couldn't feel my legs, despite hardly being injured. I found out at the scene that we impacted four different times, one was straight into a concrete wall. My other friends weren't injured too bad. I had a fractured wrist and sprained neck. One of my friends had bit his tongue really badly, and another suffered a fractured ankle. But for the most part, it was only bruised lungs or cuts. However, the driver was put into a coma as well as had cuts everywhere because the airbag only protected him from the first collision. I saw other people being transported to ambulances, but it wasn't until the next day I found out that one of the cars actually flipped, and the driver of it was one of the people I saw being transported to it that died that early morning. I may not have seen how the driver died directly, but I was 13. It was single-handedly the most scarring thing in my life. I had already seen enough. Being asleep distracted is probably what saved you guys from worse injury. Your bodies didn't tense up from anticipation. It's why drunk drivers usually survive. I didn't witness it, but I found my best friend after she hung herself when I was 15. It looked like she tried to save herself. She was still warm when I cut her down. I wouldn't wish that moment on anyone. It's been 3 years and I still lay awake most nights thinking about it. Hey I am not trying to preach but I hope you are talking to a therapist or someone about this. Don't suffer in silence, please. Was on the train when someone jumped into it. It wasn't so visual, but you physically felt the train run over them. They didn't die right away and we were in between stops, more rural area. So you could hear him and the back car had to move up because they could all see him. We all had to sit on the train for 3 hours until police escorted us down the tracks half a mile to the next station since it was now part of an investigation. It sucked and shook me. It has since happened 2 more times it still is awful. And you feel awful. But you also really start to get pee off at the person who did it for screwing up your day and giving you that memory. As one of the police officers whose job it is to deal with these incidents, I'll tell you now. It never gets any easier. We average one a day in my area. Was driving down the road and pulled up to a car crash scene at the same time as the first cop car arrives. Wasn't sure which way the cop wanted us to go so we drove by the wrecked car very slowly. Noticed someone under the front right wheel of the RAV4. Half of me told myself, don't look, dude's about to be dead as frick. Other half said, well, what if he's alive and needs help nope. He was super dead. The bottom half of his body was facing the ground and his torso and above was facing up. He was so messed up that he looked fake, as if he was from the walking dead. I remember his open eyes and bloody teeth so clearly. What's pretty crazy was how that incident made my group of friends and me late to the club, because we were tripping out and discussing what we just saw. Well, those couple minutes actually saved us because as we arrived to the club and started to look for parking, we heard gunshots and saw people running. We noped right out of there and agreed that we should just stay in for the night. Checked the news after and the shooting happened right outside the club we were planning to go to. Two people got shot. One died. During a flash flood, I saw people drown in debris filled water. Some people were clinging to the light posts on the flooded highway. One by one they would run out of strength and lose their grip. 
I was totally helpless, though I am a strong swimmer, going into that dark churning, debris filled water would have been suicide, in fact several rescuers died trying just that, stood there at the edge of a steep hill I lived on, in the rain, couldn't move. A guy was walking out of a parking garage looking at his phone and walked right into traffic, an SUV a few cars ahead of me hit him and he died. So many people are guilty of walking with their hair down in their phones every day, I actively try to keep myself from doing that. This happened in 2010, I was driving my dad's car on my way home, there was a truck parked on the other side of the road around 150-200 meters from my position, then not too far from behind the truck there was a man on bike, he was not wearing helmet, speeding up maybe around 60 kilometers per hour, right before the man went past the truck, the truck driver opened the door and it hit the man on bike. The man lost his balance and probably in panic he hit his front brake too hard. He was thrown and hit his head, and it splattered on the road, brain and all. I saw that from the start to the end up close as I drove by. I pulled over after passing the truck, threw everything up in my stomach, and blacked out for a couple of minutes until someone nearby woke me up. I couldn't eat meat or anything that resembles meat for a little bit more than one month. I'm still shuddering every time I pass that spot even until now. Always wear your helmet. I was in Aruba vacationing in the summer of 95, chilling out at Eagle Beach. So I see a sadu with a kid at the controls and dad riding shotgun. They are going at quite some speed and are looking and waving at mom who was standing next to me. Filming them with a handicam. So I see a speedboat slowly leaving shore and it's evident he's gonna cross paths with the sadu. I scream and wave at the sadu pointing ahead of them, but they still don't look ahead. The boat, about 20 feet with a huge outboard, slams into reverse but a second later the sadu collides into its port side. The collision was so hard, the boat got lifted almost vertically in the water. Kid flew off the sadu and slammed his head face into the boat. Mom's screaming, probably filmed the whole accident. Next thing I know, the water sports rental guys jumped on wavrunners and raced to the scene. They grabbed the kid by his life jacket and lifted him onto a wavrunner and rushed back to shore. No regard for safeguarding his sea spine, but it was all out panic. They land right next to me and lay the boy on shore, unconscious, bleeding from both ears and his nose and he didn't have a tooth in his mouth anymore. Dad came to shore on the other wavrunner. The collision was so hard that his swimming trunks got ripped off his body. Dude standing there naked except for the life jacket and screaming desperately at his son to wake up. They finally lifted the kid on a lungebed, pushed him in a pickup truck and rushed to the hospital. But to no avail. I think the kid died on impact. And if he hadn't, they probably killed him when they hoisted him on the Waverina like that. My buddy almost fainted. I was shocked and very very saddened because of the whole situation. The parent's cries were just heartbreaking. Actually in a situation like that the most important thing is to get the victim on the beach, not support the spine. Sure if you can you should, but there are other dangers. I just want to say that I find it interesting that the majority of the comments are about car accidents. People, please, for the love of god, wear your seatbelt, don't text and drive, don't drink and drive, and pay attention to your surroundings, please. And sometimes, just slow the frick down. I guess in a way, I witnessed it but I didn't have to see the gory details. This was July of 2005, I was 10. I was in Chicago with my family on a road trip. 
we were making our way from Washington State to Indiana for the Brickyard, NASCAR race, we were stopping in Chicago for a few days to see the sights over there, we were right outside our hotel, it was probably around 2 in the afternoon, we were going to check into our hotel, about to get into the parking lot, about 3 or 4 cars ahead of us was minivan, the car gets a green light and goes forward, on the right side of the intersection, a pickup truck runs their red light and hits the minivan in the gas tank. The minivan is immediately engulfed in flames. I remember my dad got out of our truck and grabbed our tire iron, prepared to break glass on the burning car if he had to in order to help get the people out. I remember my mom and I were in the trunk watching this happen with tears running down our faces and my brother was on the phone with 911. We learned that night that the pickup truck that ran the red light was being driven by a drunk driver. My dad, the other civilians, and the emergency responders were not able to get everyone out of the minivan. The youngest child, probably about 7 or so was in a car seat and burned to death in that minivan. It was really graphic and I mostly remember seeing a giant ball of flames and being scared because my dad was out there trying to do the best that he could. I remember you could the heat of the flames and you could smell it. God the smell was awful. The wreck happened right outside the parking lot which our hotel was in, and our window in the hotel room looked out onto the street where the wreck happened. It's strange to know I've been that close to a death. Now I always bear in mind that a vehicle has the capability of taking a life if not operated properly. Frick. Drunk drivers are the fricking scum of the earth. I lost a friend in middle school to a drunk driver. I'm very non-violent and not very hateful but with them I just... You just don't want to know what I think they deserve. Foo like alright time to bail on this thread. When I was about 13-14 years old, I was outside playing with my Nintendo DS along with two friends. It was about 8 o'clock 9pm, but our cul-de-sac was deserted. The truck of a person who was related to someone who lived a couple houses from mine comes around the corner at an unusual speed, makes a U-turn right by us, and parks at the usual spot. No more than 5 minutes later, two guys on a motorcycle come around the corner too, turn right in front of us, and stop next to this guy's truck. All of a sudden, I hear these loud crack noises which I thought were fireworks at the time, and the guy in the back of the motorcycle falls off. Only then my brain realized I was in a dangerous situation, despite not knowing what was happening, and started running with my friends towards my house. Since I didn't have my keys on me, I had to ring the bell. My mom came down to open the door in half a second. Pale as a ghost, tears running down her face. It turns out, the guy in the truck was being chased by the guys in the motorcycle, who intended to rob him. Since he was a government official worked with for the police, honestly, I cannot tell you for sure what he did for a living. He was armed too. Guy trying to rob him didn't die instantly but was left there to die, despite paramedics and police officers being there. Two weeks later, his partner died in a motorcycle accident. One of the friends who were with me that night swears that as the guys in the motorcycle were turning in front of us, one of them asked the other what were they going to do with us. Honestly, I didn't hear it myself, but I often wonder what would have happened that night if it had been the other way around. Yikes. But I drive a motorcycle, no way I would be able to hear what someone else was saying unless it was really loud or I was at a stop. If you are new to the channel, you can subscribe, I publish new videos every day, until then, check another video.
Bye for now. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.